0: Hello, welcome to the Tuesday, June 28th, 2016 edition of the Santa Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Salt Lake City, Utah. In the last few months, I mentioned a couple times that companies received DDoS threats from individuals that claim to be associated with the Armada Collective. I think there were also some from the Lizard Squad, both names that were associated with very strong DDoS attacks in the past. But this time around, these threats did not actually lead to any attacks if the victim didn't pay. Cloudflare now has a nice summary of some of these attacks. Of course, Cloudflare defends defend a lot of people against DDoS attacks and they heard from their customers of about 100 different threats, but none of them, according to Cloudflare, led to an actual attacks. The ransom that is being requested in these cases is pretty steep. It's a few thousand, sometimes tens of thousands of dollars, of course, has to be paid in Bitcoin. And apparently uh, the game here is that uh, based on last year's wave of crippling attacks, they hope that victims will just pay up even though these new actors don't have the capability to actually launch these attacks. And sadly, this particular calculation often comes true. False tax return filings have become one of the major ways how criminals that steal identities have been able to monetize that information in recent years. And the IRS, the U.S. Internal Revenue Service, has struggled with actually preventing these fraudulent filings. The main problem here is that the IRS will pay out refunds often before fully verifying all the information in the return and then well if there turns out to be a problem later they come back to the taxpayer and try to get their money back. Of course uh, this turns out to be rather difficult if the taxpayer didn't actually file the fraudulent tax return. In the last couple of years the IRS did issue what they called e-filing pins in order to prevent some of these problems but as it turns out uh, e-filing pins themselves have become a major target off attackers and by using stolen identifying information the attackers have then be able to obtain these pins automatically from the irs so in essence they didn't really protect taxpayers from the actual problem that the taxpayers information had been stolen from various other sites before and is now being used to authenticate the taxpayer to the irs in the future what the irs probably will do according to the statement is to just use last year's adjusted gross income uh, to authenticate the user for next year's tax return. This should be a reasonable good method because this particular amount is not typically something that you share with any other sites. So it should be unique to the IRS and it isn't extremely easy to derive from other data. We'll see how this will work out. And uh, if attackers will find new ways to guess this amount, and then still are be able to file a fraudulent tax return. But of course, in general, the IRS has a real hard time here, they can't really set up you easily with a username and a password, as other sites would do, because you only really need to use it once a year, which will lead you to you just forgetting it uh, once you need it. And in the past, they used the social security number as kind of a password replacement. But social security numbers have been widely compromised from different sites because you're using it on other sites, not just the IRS website for e-filing. I think it was about two years ago that we did find a network of security cameras being used to not only mine bitcoins, but also to attack other network devices, sometimes inside the network that was compromised via this security camera. Daniel Sid at Securi is now reporting about a similar botnet of security cameras that was this time used as a DDoS botnet. This network did not just use these sort of more traditional reflective attacks like DNS or UPnP or the like. Instead, it flooded the victims just with plain HTTP requests, which tends to be a little bit more difficult to defend against. The network itself reached a pretty high rate of several tens of thousands of requests per second against the victim, which of course is not easy to deal with until you put the necessary filters in place. These cameras and other related in of things style devices remain to be a major problem because they come usually pretty weakly configured with default passwords that are widely known. And secondly, it tends to be quite difficult to roll out security updates for these devices. Well, that's it for today and talking about the Internet of Things uh, tonight on Tuesday night. I'll uh, give a talk here in Salt Lake City about the Internet of Evil Things. If you're interested, uh, please send me an email. I'll send you details about the location and uh, whether or not we have space to accommodate additional visitors. That's it for today. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.